Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here, and guess what? You're listening to the 100th episode of the Story Pirates podcast. 100! That's right, triple digits! That's a lot of episodes. So today we're going to celebrate with the normal awesome episode. Well, I mean, it's not that normal. We do have a magic show, a volcano, a conversation about what makes for a good villain in a story, holograms, and today's special guest, the incredible actor Raul Esparza. All that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Wow, look at all these bright lights. Neon everywhere. Nimini, where are we? Well, baby with a mustache, according to the navigation system, we're passing over an underwater city called Atlantic City. No relation to the city in New Jersey. Well, I gotta say, as a baby, I've seen a lot of shiny things in my day, but this city is filled with some of the shiniest things I've ever seen. Look at that gleaming coral and those twinkly mollusks and that sparkly sand pile. Yeah, that does look pretty cool. Anyway, we should keep going if we're going to. <gasps> and look, a magic show! Lee, 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 can we pull over to see the magic show? I don't know, baby with a mustache. We're sort of busy right now. Doing what? You know, we're busy not going to that magic show. Oh, come on. Please. I don't know. Please. 
please? Maybe. Please, 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 please. We really shouldn't. Please. But please. I just. Please. Okay, fine. You wore me down. Yes. Okay. Parking the ship now. There's an octopus giving away tickets to something. Excuse me, folks. You all here for the magic show? That's right. Gotcha. Here are your tickets. I'm so excited. And now you will give me ten sand dollars each. Magic is expensive. And I will make your money disappear into my pocket. Wow! Great trick. <laughs> that wasn't actually a trick. Just a little magician humor. <laughs> the show is amazing already. I just like writing stories. That's a good line. What kind? And never gives up on your story. It gives me like a way to use my imagination. And that inspires me that jokes are very funny. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. I can't believe it. We get to see an actual magic show. Baby with a mustache, I didn't realize you were such a big fan of magic. Am I ever? When I was growing up, I would watch all those magic specials on TV. I always dreamed of the day I'd get to see a magic show in person. And now my dream is coming true. Uh, says here in the program that the magician's name is Octavius the Great. That's the name the magician decided to go with? Doesn't sound so great to me. <laughs> Sounds a little first choicey. Oh, come on, Lee. Don't be such a spoil sport. Wait a second. Octavius the Great is like one of my favorite octopus magicians in the world. Actually, I think he's the only octopus magician in the world. Okay, well, before the magic show starts, can we all just do a story first? Yeah! Great! Listeners, for this first story, I actually have a recommendation for how you should listen. So, if you're in a place where it's safe to do so, I want you to lie back, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and maybe turn up the volume just a little bit. And then, let your imagination run wild as you listen. Ready? Okay, here we go. And here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Izzy, and I'm six years old, and I live in Nevada, and this is my story, Popsicle Sweater. There were two popsicles that had one sweater. Imagine a double popsicle with the two sticks attached popsicle sweater. Sweater, then I ate 
sweater. So now the popsicles were naked, but they had underwear on. Yes, they had underwear on. Popsicles sweater. magician this side of the Mariana Trench and the only octopus magician on the other side too. <laughs> uh, for my first trick, watch as my assistant locks me into these handcuffs. <gasps> Next, they will lock me inside of this box. My assistant will now surround this box with a curtain and presto! He's gone! Oh, wow! from the handcuffs and the box. How did he do it? When they lowered the curtain, he was inside the box. And when they raised the curtain, he was outside the box. <sighs> That's nothing special. Everybody knows that octopi are invertebrates, which means that they have no bones. So squeezing through really tiny openings or escaping from locked boxes is super easy for him. He's not magic. He's just spineless. Literally. Lee, stop trying to ruin the show. What? It's science. Shh. And now I'm back. 
For my next trick, watch as I place this seaweed into this box. And with a wave of my hand, presto, the seaweed has vanished. Ah, but where did the seaweed go? If you look closely, you'll see that the vanished seaweed has reappeared right here under my hat. Oh, oh, man. This is the greatest night of my life. Oh, come on. He has eight arms. He clearly just stuck one of his arms into the box while we weren't looking and moved the seaweed into his hat. It's all a distraction. Shh, Lee, we're in the front row. Octavius will hear you. It sounds like we have a skeptic in the audience. I relish the opportunity to disprove a non-believer. Sir, would you like to join me on stage? Who, me? Um, okay. Okay, here I am. What is your name, sir? Lee. Lee. A little first choicey, wouldn't you say? Huh? I'm just kidding. Let's give a round of applause for Lee, everybody! Lee, it's safe to say that you and I have never met before today, correct? That's right. Well, Lee, I am now going to read your mind. What? But first, I want you to write down what you're thinking right now on this piece of paper. Okay. Okay. And done. Marvelous. I will now list some words. Please respond with the first word that pops into your head. Um, okay. Blue. Green. Water. Milk. Fun. Work. Fish. Swim. Hot dogs. Floppy meat. Aha! My work here is done. I will now tell you what you are thinking. You are thinking, why is he making me do this? I don't like this. I wish I was back on the ship sipping a kefir and telling some people what to do. Why is everything so hard? Things would be way easier for me if people just listened to me and did exactly what I said. Less I. Now, show us your paper. What does it say? Here it is. <gasps> it says exactly what Octavius just said. Except Lee drew little hearts over all of his eyes. Aww. It's a cute thing to do, okay? Wait, but how? How could you? All because I said floppy meat? How? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that is my show, everyone. Thanks for coming out. Good night. That has made me reconsider my entire career. Have I been pursuing the wrong stagecraft? <laughs> Forget acting. I love magic. Somebody find me a cape and some dramatic sleeves. Me too. That was the greatest, most incredible, most amazing show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I heard there's an all-you-can-eat buffet right around the corner. Talk about a grand finale. I'm going to make some food disappear <laughs> into my mouth. Hey, Lee, are you okay? Why are you just standing there? It's time to leave. No, I don't want to leave. Huh? Come on, Lee. Didn't you enjoy the show? Didn't you think it was the greatest thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life? No, I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <gasps> yeah, gasp. I don't like magic. I don't like not knowing how Octavius read my mind, and I don't like that I was embarrassed on stage in front of all these people. Lee, where are you going? I'm going backstage. I'm going to figure out how these tricks are done once and for all. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. 
It's here! Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you. This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you. Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... J- just go to... Jeez, uh, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. All right, Octavius, I am coming backstage because I need to know how your tricks are done, and I demand that you tell me your secrets. Well, hello, Lee. I thought I might be seeing more of you, but I'm afraid you won't find what you're looking for. I'll show you. Let's see, what do you have here? Oh, ha-ha, look, a deck of cards. This may look like an ordinary deck of cards, but I'm sure it's got a trick or a gimmick of some sort. Like, maybe they're all stuck together, or they're all the same, or they're marked in some way. Huh. Okay, so it really is just an ordinary deck of cards. As plain as if you'd procured the deck yourself. Well, here's your hat. So let me just look in here, and I'm sure I'll find a secret compartment, or a rabbit, or... uh, Okay, um, so this is just a regular hat. Nothing unusual about it, just a plain old hat. (sighs) Can I tell you a little secretly? Yes, that's all I want, to know your secrets. You are not the first person to have questioned my magical abilities. I'm not? No, far from it. I see this 
all the time. At every show, there is always a Lee in the audience, a doubter, a skeptic, one who refuses to believe. I'm honestly used to it. So go on, search, search anything you'd like back here. But I'm afraid you won't find any explanations, only more questions. But if I don't know how the tricks are done, I won't be able to sleep at night. I'll just be thinking about them forever. That's the point, Lee. I am an entertainer. If my entertainment didn't stay in your memory, well, I wouldn't be very good at my job now, would I? Sometimes it's okay to just not know things. Sometimes the mystery is more fun than the answer. Lee, come on. You're not supposed to be backstage. Let's get out of here before we get found by... Ah! Octavius the Great! Yes, yes, come in, friends. No need to be afraid. I love having audience members poke through all of my belongings than having all of their friends barge in after them. Wait, really? No, that was a joke. And what is a joke but a magic trick with words? But do come in. Um, Octavius? Uh, Mr. the Great? Sir? My name is Baby with a Mustache, and I just want to say that I really loved your show. And I'm sorry about my friend Lee. No, baby with a mustache. I'm the one who's sorry. You were really enjoying the show, and I was actively trying to ruin it. I shouldn't try to take away from the things that bring you joy, just because they don't bring me joy in the same way. Aw, thanks, Lee. But you could never really take away my love of magic. In fact, I was so inspired by Octavius' show that I started practicing magic tricks of my own. Wanna see? I'd love to see. Okay. I am going to read your mind. Oh, I want you to think of a shape. A basic shape, like a square. Uh, but not a square. Okay, got it? Yeah. Uh -huh. Now I want you to think of another shape to go around that shape. Got it? All right. Yeah, yeah. Got it? Okay. Now, with my magical mind-reading powers, blah, 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 you're all thinking of blah, 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 a triangle inside of a circle. Oh my God! Hey, how'd you do that? What? Maybe with a mustache. That was a really good trick. I was thinking of a triangle inside of a circle. Very good, baby with a mustache. You're quite the promising young magician. Well, thank you, sir. That means a lot coming from you. Here. Take my deck of cards, practice hard, and someday I suspect you'll surpass even me. Oh, cool. I won't let you down, sir. Well, I really should be going now. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Remember to keep the mystery alive. Goodbye, and enjoy the buffet, but not the calamari. Where'd he go? How did he do that? You know what, Lee? I don't want to know. Hey, we really should get back to the ship. Yeah, I'm ready to hit the road again. But before we do, should we do another story? Yeah! And then can we go to the buffet? Yes. Okay, listeners, are you ready for a good old-fashioned mystery? I know I am, and here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Sean. I'm 10 years old, and I live in Texas. This is my story, The New Species. the voicemail box of Tech Jones, the best detective in the world. And me! And also Dr. Jim Bennett, my friend, mystery partner, and brunch buddy. Look, don't leave a message because your case is probably boring and I don't want to waste my time solving it. <sighs> Hello? Is this Tech Jones, best detective in the world? My name is Jerry Hodge, and I need your help. I'm in Puna Walla Town, East Forest, to see if that mysterious creature from the papers is real. And it turns out it is! The creature is real! 
please. I'm trembling at the thought of seeing it again. Trembling. My name is Jerry Hodge. We got that voicemail early this morning, Tech, about a mysterious creature that no one can explain. Shall we take the case? A mysterious creature, you say? Normally, I would never take a case like this. But since I'm so bored... Tech? Did you forget to finish your sentence? I'm purposely leaving you in suspense, Bennett. Oh, of course. Carry on. Mm -hmm. I'll take it! Yes! To Poonawalla Town! Here we are in the forest, Bennett, and it is creepy. Tech, are you hearing footsteps in the leaves? Sounds like something's approaching. Yeah, and they're getting closer. They're almost on us. I think they're right behind us. Okay, let's turn around to investigate in one, two, three. Huh? Ah! Who are you? I'm Tech Jones, the greatest detective in the world. Who are you? I'm Jerry Hodge. I left you a voicemail and I've been trembling in fear here waiting for you. Oh, good to meet you, Mr. Hodge. My friend, mystery partner, and brunch buddy, Dr. Jim Bennett, and I are taking your case. Now show us this mysterious creature of yours. I'm terrified to see it again, but follow me. Ugh, it's been hours, Jerry Hodge. I am bored. I'm so bored. I knew we shouldn't have taken the case. We're close, and that's a Jerry Hodge promise. Hate being bored. Maybe I could learn to play the ukulele. No, I hate the ukulele. <gasps> uh, Mr. Jones? I could get really into health plants. No, my house is too dry, and I don't want to spend all my time misting. Tech, I don't think you'll be bored much longer. Ah, uh, now I see what you mean. There's a huge red-eyed mysterious creature hovering in front of us. So that's it! Oh, Jerry Hodge, you're trembling even more than before! It's terrifying! Tech, how are you gonna stop this monster? I'll stop it with this. My magnifying glass! Magnifying glass! Tech, what are you doing? You've got your magnifying glass right up to its skin! Don't worry, Bennett, because I've just solved the case. Ah, quick! Into this cave! We seem to be safe from the monster in this dark, drippy cave. Now prepare yourself, Jerry Hodge, because I'm going to do that detective thing where I tell you my process and absolutely blow your mind. Please do. I'm so tired of trembling in fear. I'm tired of it, too. What's that? Nothing. Jerry Hodge, we were never in any danger from that monster. What? Tech, did you see that thing? I did see it. In fact, I saw it super duper close up with my magnifying glass. Magnifying glass! And I saw not the scaly skin of a huge red-eyed monster, but pixels. The monster was pixelated. <laughs> no! Yes. Then I noticed that when we walked through the forest, our shoes crushed the dry leaves making a crunching sound, right? But the creature didn't make any sound at all. That would mean... Yes. I believe the huge red-eyed monster is... What's happening? Did he forget to finish his sentence? Oh no, he's purposefully building suspense. It's a detective thing. Just wait a tick. A hologram. <gasps> but who would do such a terrible thing? It seems Tech Jones, the greatest detective in the world, has 
done it again. <gasps> There's someone else in this cave with us, and he's slow clapping. That sounds just like Killian Smith, criminal mastermind. I knew it had to be you. Of course it was me. Who else would be smart enough to make a hologram to protect all the gold they've hidden in this area, hmm? No one but me! I'm the greatest criminal mastermind in the world, and you'll never catch me! Killian Smith, you're under arrest. Oh, rats. Yes, Killian. You see, while I was confirming my hypothesis, I was also calling the police. And they're here to take you first to a court-appointed public defender, then to a fair trial where you'll be judged by a jury of your peers. No, not my peers. Not my peers! Let's go, Killian. Good luck on that car ride to the courthouse, Killian. It's hours away. I hate being bored! (laughs) Me too, Killian. Me too. Excuse me, sir. Is it true that you're the guy who solved the case? Yes, officer. The other police officers and I have talked it over, and we want to offer you half of the gold we recovered from the area. (laughs) Well, we wouldn't have found it without you, so... There you go. Well, half the gold? I I couldn't possibly... Oh, but we wouldn't have found it without you. Okay, if you insist. (laughs) Wonderful, and that's only half of it. Thanks again, detective. Bye! Thank goodness, I did not want to give this gold back. Well, you didn't push very hard. Exactly, I had to be polite, but deep down, I really wanted that gold. Okay, well, I guess I'll go then. Uh, Unless you want to share some of that gold with the guy who brought you the case. (laughs) Finder's fee for me, Jerry Hodge. Goodbye, Jerry Hodge. Right, okay, well, thank you for solving the case. Uh, Now I can finally stop trembling with fear. Oh, that was just my shadow. Whoops. Bye! Hologram in the woods. Killian Smith, a pile of gold. Tech, this might be the strangest case we ever had. Oh, don't worry, my dear Bennett. I'm going to have much stranger cases. Like what? Like what am I going to do with all this gold? (laughs) The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, Lee. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. So, Sean, can you tell me about your story, The New Species? Yeah, it's about a detective who is solving a case about, like, a monster. And how did you come up with the idea for your story? I was watching Sherlock Holmes, like the TV show. So I decided to do, like, a mystery case. That's awesome. And you even have a sidekick in your story, like Sherlock has. Yeah. Can you tell me, like, what makes a good sidekick in a detective story? Well, a good sidekick, maybe if it was a TV show, he would be there for comical, but also like to sometimes point stuff out, like something that's really obvious, but a super smart detective wouldn't see because he's thinking about details and stuff. If you had a sidekick in your life, what would they do for you? They would probably do my homework and then get like stuff that I need. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, uh, can you go to the store and pick me up a soda? Also, can you do my homework on your way to the store? Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> I also really like the villain in your story. Yeah. My dad always tells me, like, the movie is only as good as the villain. So I tried to make the villain really, really good. So my story would be better. What do you think that means, the movie is only as good as the villain? Well, if it's like a weak villain, then as soon as the superhero discovers his weakness, he can easily defeat him. But, like, if he's really smart, it can make the story better because then it's like, ooh, I really like this. I'm going to keep watching. Are there any villains from famous stories that stand out to you? 
Uh, I feel like in Avengers, there's the villain that's Thanos. I feel like he sort of stands out because he's trying to do good, but he's basically doing it in a bad way. Uh huh. So he's a lot more passionate about what he wants to do. So that's what makes him like a really good bad guy. Yeah, it's an interesting villain for sure. Yeah. And what about the famous villain in Sherlock Holmes stories, Professor Moriarty? Oh, yeah. I feel like he's also a good villain because he's just as smart and just as good, like, thinking as Sherlock. He just uses his knowledge in a bad way. Right. And so a good villain is kind of a match for the hero, right? Yeah. And sometimes even better. So the villain or the hero has to do problem solving to defeat the villain. Right. So... Another element in your story is you have a hologram, right? Yeah. Can you describe what a hologram is for someone who doesn't know? A hologram is basically a three-dimensional screen. So it's kind of like a ghost. It's like popping out like you're wearing 3D glasses. Do you think that in the future there will be a lot of holograms? There might be, like, in, like, self-driving cars. It's a little bit creepy Mm -hmm. if there's, like, just a car driving. So they might put a hologram there just to, like, comfort you, like, okay, there's kind of someone driving. Oh, that's really good. And if the driver, like, tries to talk to you too much, you can tell them that you don't want to talk and you don't have to feel bad about it. Yeah, you don't have to, like, try to put it in a nice way, but also, like, a little bit of a nice way. You don't have to be as nice. (laughs) So, Sean, in your story, your characters have a lot of observations that they make with their five senses. It feels like that's something that you were relying on in your writing. Yeah, because if you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. Because if you, like, smell something, that might help you solve the case or whatever you're doing. Listening to a podcast is a perfect example of something where you're not using your eyes at all. Yeah. Are there things that you learn from listening to a podcast because it's just audio and you're just using your ears? Well, it sort of, like, gives me, like, a way to use my imagination. It's really fun to use your imagination because, like, in a movie, if you see a character, that's what they look like, and that's the image in your mind. But if you're listening to something, you can make anyone look like anything you want. Right. Like, you probably imagine that I have incredible muscles and I'm, like, very well-dressed. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Sean... I love your story. Thank you so much for talking to me about it today. You're welcome. Thank you for performing it. You're so welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye, Sean. That's it for today's episode. Thanks to today's authors, Izzy and Sean, and a huge thanks to all of you at home for listening and sticking with us through 100 episodes. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a magician who creates a shocking new magic trick. Tell us what the magic trick does, what happens when they debut it for the first time, and how the audience responds. Most of all, tell us how this new magic trick changes the life of the magician forever. As always, Grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next time. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast 
Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Raul Esparza. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Ryan Chittapong, Sasha Diamond, Woody Fu, Christina Grosspeach, Leslie Kareen, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Louis Perlman, Rachel Winitsky, Ellen Winter, and Nimini Ware. Popsicle Sweater was written by Michael B. Wells and produced by Eric Gerson. Okay, finally alone. Now to practice my magic tricks. That's right. My secret dream really is to be a magician myself. I was just jealous of Octavius, and now I'm jealous of Baby with a Mustache. So now, no more jealousy. I'm just going to make my dreams a reality and do magic myself. For real. Here I go. Okay. Ahem. With this magic wand... I will make myself disappear. Yeah! Huh. Okay, that didn't work. Maybe you should try saying some magic words next time instead of yah. Ah, who are you? Uh, who are you? Oh no, I was trying to disappear, not create a clone of myself. Who are you calling a clone, clone? What? I am not a clone. You're the clone. You're both clones! Dun dun dun. Who are you? you? I'm the original Lee. I spend my time chilling out in my luxury treehouse that I built between season one and season two before I made a clone, you, to do all the story pirates work for me. (laughs) Ha ha! Wow, I had no idea that I'm a clone. Me neither, but that kind of makes sense since I was only made a few minutes ago. Well, now I'm back, and together, we three Lees can take over the tidal wave! Yes! Or, alternately, you both could just come over to the luxury treehouse for a well-deserved vacation. Oh, thank goodness. I was hoping you'd say Yes, that. I will take that option instead.